give this another crack and uh, turn to the final bit of today's one two three show and that is uh, for this week's trash talk marcy trent long talks to anna jung of the sustainability committee of the swedish chamber of commerce about their proposal for a green recovery plan right here in hong kong Hello, Trash Talk listeners. The economic impacts of the COVID pandemic have been devastating, but we'd like to think that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and maybe even a silver lining that we can pull from this difficult year. So today we have Anna John from the Sustainability Committee of the Swedish Chamber of Commerce to talk about green recovery. Like, How can we rebuild our Hong Kong economy in a way that harnesses the opportunities to reduce, reuse and recycle to fuel our economic recovery? Welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you, Marcy. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, you said this was your favorite topic, right? So there's a lot of talk about the world in the world about green recovery. What comprises a green recovery? Right. Um, Yes, I'm very happy to talk about this here, and especially for Hong Kong. It's a very important topic as well. So the purpose of a green recovery is to see this current economic downturn as an opportunity actually rather than a crisis, an opportunity to transition the economy towards a less carbon dependent one. And be firm on that, we can't go back to business as usual, the way it used to be. And as governments around the world right now are injecting money and stimulating their economies, the key of a green recovery is to think about how can they do that in a way that is as green, sustainable as possible. And and part of that is, right, in a green recovery, of course, you're going to do things that create jobs. Yes. Right. And so the idea is you create jobs in sectors that are good for our sustainable future. Exactly. So it's about introducing structural reforms, investments in, for example, clean energy and so on that have um, a long-term impact. And there are also some very more practical and simple measures that government can do. And I have one great example that the French government did for the aviation industry. Um, So when they were bailing out Air France, the national um, airline, they also attached green conditions to it, climate conditions, saying that we're not only just going to give you the money, but you'll also need to improve your energy efficiency and reduce emissions. Oh, that's interesting. So we could do that here with Cathay Pacific, maybe. Could, yes. <laughs> As they're recovering. I, th- I think we have to get them back on their feet and in the sky, too, right. fast. Well, I think in your report, you also mentioned renovating and retrofitting buildings, um, because buildings account for more than 90% of the electricity consumption in Hong Kong. How? What were some of the ideas around that? Right. I mean, yes, building is definitely uh, one of the key Um, areas in Hong Kong for a sustainable development and in a green recovery context based on the International Energy Agency they actually say that uh, renovating buildings is one of the most lowest hanging fruits of a green recovery because it's very labor intensive and if you want to modernize or replace air condition that creates job opportunities but at the same time also yields very quick returns in terms of 
energy efficiency and also lower energy costs. So that is a simple way of introducing green measures that create jobs, but it's also beneficial for Hong Kong in the long term. Right. Maybe what some of our listeners don't know is the air conditioners. Now, big building air conditioners are actually tied to these computer models that forecast mm. weather and and vary and are very flexible in how they how they're used. So it's not just the one that's in our room that we're turning right. on and off, right? Mm. It, it's the kind of bigger ones that have the bigger impact. Exactly. And there are different solutions in order to modernize those. And there are even some Swedish solutions, for example, using AI sensors to automatically regulate the indoor climate so that it keeps, uh, it maintains a good temperature level that is also very energy efficient. So that is some, that is a very big potential for Hong Kong overall, seeing all those skyscrapers we have here and uh, all that is, there is to win in this area. Yeah, well, it's definitely gotten better. I tell you, 20 years ago, we used to always have to wear a jacket <laughs> to the restaurant because the air conditioning was so strong. Right. <laughs> it's definitely better. And then you also mentioned um, this concept of a recycling fund, right? Mm -hmm. that, that investing in recycling instead of more landfills can create three times more jobs possibly. Um, maybe you could talk about that a little bit and also relate it to, I mean, Hong Kong has has some forms of recycling funds, right? But mm -hmm. you suggest that they expand them. Yes, there's definitely potential to do more here and increase the rate of recycling. That was one of the areas that I was very shocked about when I moved here, being from Sweden and having lived in Sweden my whole life, where even toddlers learn you know, how to recycle at a very early age. And then seeing that in Hong Kong, there aren't that many um, opportunities or possibilities to do that. Um, so one, what the governments are doing right now around the world is to actually introducing bans on plastics. And that is, you know, flat out way to do it very efficiently and effectively. Um, but also in, in what we have done in Sweden for almost 30 years is to have a countrywide uh, deposit scheme for plastic bottles and aluminum cans um, so that you give financial uh, rewards to consumers who return uh, these plastic bottles and cans back to the supermarket where they bought them and give them incentives to actually recycle them. And yeah, that is something that is working very efficiently um, across the whole country in Sweden and that could definitely be introduced here in Hong Kong as well. Yeah, so Drink drink Without Waste has pitched this idea of more of a deposit scheme, right? Yes. And then a new plastic PET recycling plant is being built. So mm -hmm. I guess you're right, that's going to create a whole new line of jobs of people that are going to have to work the logistics of getting these plastic bottles to a plastic recycling plant. Yes, definitely. And I also think that in order to introduce a citywide adoption of these uh, reverse vending machines that have already been introduced now by Drink Without Waste, uh, we need a more holistic um, strategy from the government in order to make um, this implemented citywide. Yeah, I agree. Well, and that brings us, of course, to the waste charging scheme, mm -hmm. which um, how important is it that we pass that then for your thoughts? I mean, a waste charging scheme, it's a measure that has been proven effective to reduce waste. So, of course, any steps in that direction is very welcomed. Uh, from my point of view. Uh, but I would say overall right now, the most important thing for Hong Kong um, to achieve the carbon neutrality goal by 2050 is 
to have an overall government-led holistic strategy for a green recovery. So not only in one areas, but to have cross-sector view of how to introduce a more long-term strategy. And this is something that, for example, the European Union did when they launched the Green New Deal, and they incorporated the green transition into the growth strategy of the whole union. Um, and this is also an example of uh, what Sweden have done for many years right now, where we have a holistic, clear policy framework for all national policies, uh, <laughs> where sustainability is integrated in all areas. And that is the only way to, um, to give the right conditions for businesses and companies and the society overall to implement the changes that is needed for the long term. Yeah. And do you feel like the Hong Kong government would be listening to these ideas? Uh, I definitely hope so. I and mean, we are very positive towards the carbon neutrality goal that was um, announced in November during the policy address and also look forward to the, the work that is going to be done during the coming year now, updating the climate action plans and launching new important blueprints on electric vehicles and waste management. So Hong Kong has definitely a lot to win in this and um, we as the uh, switch definitely look forward to engage in dialogues and uh, support Hong Kong in this transition. Yeah. Ooh, cross fingers. <laughs> and, and all within a green recovery to get some jobs out there for everyone. You know, it's interesting in doing some research for another uh, podcast project mm -hmm. we're doing. And by 2030, Korea aims to reduce plastic waste by 50% and recycle 70% of its waste plastics. Japan has a similar objective. Does this help with an economic recovery? Do you ever see Hong Kong doing something like that? I definitely hope Hong Kong could do something like that. Um, not only in terms of green recovery, I mean, plastic pollution and recycling, they may not be the largest contributors to greenhouse gas emissions overall, but they are very important areas as well for a sustainable city because they impact the everyday lives of people like you and me and everyone else. So, And, and the problem of saturated landfills in Hong Kong is becoming more and more acute every day. Uh, so this is definitely a very pressing issue for Hong Kong. Uh, something that has been done um, in, in Sweden as well, it's um, adopting a circular strategy for the whole government. That is not only looking at you know, one area, but to have the principles of maximizing resources and minimizing waste integrated into all policy areas. So there are advisory uh, groups with experts that make sure that environmental policy is taken into account and integrated in every new policy um, that is launched. So this is definitely um, the way to look at it. I think so now, because in the end, plastic is, is a fossil fuel. So if you want to decrease, uh, mm. uh, make, become more carbon neutral, you have to decrease the fossil fuel production. So, well, Anna, thank you so much mm. for coming in and explaining this all to us. And Trash Talk listeners, I think we all need to reach out to the government and make sure we comment on policy addresses mm. from Carrie Lam and make sure that the recovery program mm -hmm. that they put in place is is one that's green and creates more green jobs. Exactly. <laughs> it was a pleasure, Marcy. Thank Thanks, you. Anna. Have a great day. Thank you, likewise. <laughs> 
You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Many thanks once again to Marcy Trent Long for this week's uh, Trash Talk. And today she was talking to Anna Jung of the Sustainability Committee of the Swedish Co- uh, Chamber of Commerce about their proposal for a green recovery plan that is much needed uh, here in Hong Kong. And also many thanks to all our guests and to you for tuning in.